ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. I'm so excited to do part two with Sarah Boots with All Together Lovely, continuing our discussion about reading. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's been so fun. (laughs) Yes, it has. And if you haven't listened to part one, you're going to want to listen to that first. We talk about why it's so important to read with your kids, educational reasons, practical reasons, and it just, it was great. A great episode. This episode is kind of springing into more just kind of practical applications, some things we hear from moms, some struggles with implementing reading in the home, and then really sharing some good resources at the end of where to find good books, where to find good book recommendations. Um, but we're just going to go ahead and jump right in um, with some of these things that I hear from a lot of moms. And really the first question is when talking about reading together, whether that's audiobook or even just actually physical books, a lot of moms say, well, my kids aren't little. Like, they're not in the preschool years like your kids. So what part does reading aloud or audiobooks, like what part does that hold for us because we have kids that are a little bit older? Yeah, that's actually a perfect question because um, the very first thing I have to mention is about research showing how parents read less and less to their kids as a child gets older and older and older. So, you know, by the time they're nine or 10, a parent's not even reading aloud to their child anymore because, you know, they're reading on their own. So why do I need to read aloud? But there's also research that shows how important it is to keep on reading aloud to children. In one study, they actually went to the children in like the middle grades and asked them if they wished their parents still read aloud to them. And they said, yes. So just hearing from the kid's perspective, yes, I wish my parents read aloud. Like when I remember back to my childhood, I I mentioned this in the last episode, but what I remember like as a fifth and sixth grade is my teacher reading to me. So yes, I want as a fifth and sixth grader. Yes. I want people to read to me. I wanted my parents to read to me. I have really good memories of my dad reading me Chronicles of Narnia, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, that they want, children want that even as they get older and teenagers might even want it too, even though they don't know it, but <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it is very important. A good majority of the kids said yes. So it's very important to keep reading aloud to our kids, even as they get older. And, you know, we talked about the benefits and I think um, there's educational benefits and relational type benefits, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it really switches over the older a child gets. So like when they're little, we're, you know, yes, we're making connections and stuff, but when they're little, the big benefits we're seeing are educational benefits. Mm -hmm. But as they grow older, Yes, they're, they might still be getting educational benefits, but as they grow older, this is when your relational benefits are really starting to kick in, mm-hmm. you know, because you can have really good conversations about the books and it, it, it's just, it's building connections a lot more than it would be. So it, yes, it's important to keep reading to all ages because there's benefits from zero to 20, you know? Yes. So um, I was talking to a friend quite a while ago and she was telling me about her, how her and her son just really struggle relationally. They're, they've got different personalities and they just really, you know, uh, butt heads. And mm-hmm. But she pulls out a book and they read and they are on the same page. They click, they can chat with each other. And she's like, it's just so amazing what books do for our relationship. And I, I can, I can say the same thing about my daughter, you know, our case is that we are both exactly the same personalities. And so (laughs) I have a clone too. (laughs) Yes. So we butt heads because we're the same, you know, we're both very stubborn and strong-willed. And, and so we pull out a book and it's like, wow, you know, we're, we're clicking. So that's awesome. You know, I think that's one of the wonderful things about reading. And of course, you know, I don't have any teenagers yet. I remember being a teenager and I, I just remember that's a really hard time to talk with your parents, you know, and 
I think books just, they just have a way of bringing up things that you need to talk about, you know, and, um, there's just some really good, there's, there's a book, um, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. First, I'm going to say parents, sometimes they want to talk to their kids about certain things and they don't know where to start. Well, a parent's secret weapon is that you can pick a book that you know will get a conversation going, you know? So, um, you know, you don't, you don't want your kids to be feel like, oh, sheesh, mom's just giving me a lesson. You know, you don't want them to feel like that, but you know, you can have these ideas of, oh, Hey, I want to read the bronze bow because I want to talk about, you know, racial prejudices, you know, and that's what I was going to mention that the bronze bow is so good. We finished reading that recently, but the main character has a huge prejudice against the Romans because of what they did to his family. This book takes place during the time of Christ. Mm -hmm. So throughout the whole entire book, he struggles with this hatred towards the Romans and his whole entire life. He is going to, um, you know, he's going to have vengeance on the Romans through the whole book. And it's just really good. And it just opens the door to talk about prejudices against people, you know? And so having those hard conversations, you know, you may, you might not randomly be like, Hey, you know, we need to talk about this. But when you read a book about that, it just really, it's just a perfect opportunity. Yes. 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 It's, it's more, um, uh, what's the word? Yes. Naturally. One thing that I think is really important to think about is, you know, in Deuteronomy six, how it talks about teaching the commandments to our children. And I find it very interesting because it doesn't say you need to sit down and have family devotions every day. And that's how you teach your kids the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because his instructions in Jude- Deuteronomy six are a lifestyle of conversation. Yes. It, it's, it's teach them diligently talk of them while you're sitting around your house, talk of them when you're going on a trip, talk of them at night uh, before you go to bed, talk of them in the morning when you rise. And I just love that so much because it's, it's conversation. It's Mm -hmm. always, always conversation. You're always talking about the truths of God's word. And that's one thing that's so awesome about books. No, it's not the Bible, but books teach us truths. We are learning even from fiction, Mm -hmm. even from fantasy, we are learning truths from God's word. And yes, we're going to read the Bible together. Maybe we have family Bible time at night or in the morning. And yes, we're going to have morning time before we start our homeschool day. But we're going to read books too, because those books get those conversations started about, about God's truths. And then we're, and then in essence, we're following the Bible. We're, we're having these conversations, you know, well, I know even with day. my kids, some of the books, so we're reading little Pilgrim's progress and some Love of those book. things. Yes. So good. Um, but some of those things, like as we read that then springboards me into the Bible where I can pull in yes. scripture. So it's, it doesn't come across, like you said, so like, okay, sit down. Mommy's going to give a lecture about such and right. such verse. Right. It's just, Hey, we're reading this story. This came up, you know, what does the Bible say about this? So it's a very, I don't know if organic's the right word, but it just flows. So that organic it's, is <laughs> the word I was looking for. <laughs> that is the word you got. So it. It's not so like, mommy is going to teach now it's yes. just hey yeah that yes. talking that communicating yeah and I think a lot of kids it, it's so sad but a lot of times kids turn off their parents when their parents start like lecturing mm-hmm. you know I know I remember doing that as a teenager like okay there they go again you know and knowing our kids can be like that you know it should help us to focus on, like you said, having those organic conversations because, you know, you don't, I, I don't want to always be lecturing. That is so, uh, it's not fun. Well, and it's I don't not want to relationship God's building. word to them as something that's like rule, 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 follow, follow, follow. Exactly. Like I want them to yeah. see, Hey, this story, this character followed the Bible. They did the right thing. And this yeah. is how their story played out. This character didn't like, I want to use that real life opportunity to illustrate, to give example, as opposed to do this, don't do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I just, and I love, like you said, it, this is how it plays out when, and, and again, like Pilgrim's Progress, that's a little Pilgrim's Progress. That's a fiction book. Same thing with, um, Green Ember, The Bronze Boat. Those are all stories that are, they're not necessarily Christian. Pilgrim's Progress is, but these other ones are not 
Christian stories, but they're stories that are proclaiming Christian values and Christian truths. And so um, they just get those conversations started about, hey, look, this is what happens when you, you know, help somebody or Mm -hmm. when you trust God in such and such circumstance, you know, so uh, I I love books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so let me ask you this question. So I have some moms message me and we're like, my kids just don't like books. They don't like to read, whether it's a teenager that just thinks they're too cool for it, or it's a little one that's just, you know, doesn't want to sit still and listen. So do you have any suggestions or advice on how do you get your kids to fall in love with books? Yeah. So I will say, I'll be very honest and say, I don't have personal experience with this because E loves stories. Um, She struggled with reading on her own. I will say that. But I have talked to a lot of people and I was a teacher (laughs) and that gave me some experience with this too. Yes. But you know, Everyone loves a good story. Mm-hmm. It, don't, it, it doesn't matter who you are. People like stories. I mean, think of how many stories Jesus told in the Bible. He used those for a reason because people connect with stories. Well, you know, <laughs> think of this in church. The whole entire church could be bored to tears listening to a sermon. And as soon as the pastor starts telling a good story, everybody is paying attention. You can yes. hear a pin drop. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's the, <laughs> the power of stories, it, the power of a good story and emphasis on good. So I think the key is really finding a story that is incredibly engaging and interesting. Every single one of your children is going to be different. One child might love fantasy and one child might love biographies and hate fantasy. And so every child is going to be different. So you've got to figure out, you know, you've got to be the detective and figure out, okay, what gets your kid reading? And it's okay for getting started. It's okay if you give them, you know, fiction just to get them started to enjoy reading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't read fiction books their whole entire lives. But when you're trying to really get that spark, you know, that spark of, oh, this is awesome. Give them a really, really good story. Uh, When I was a teacher, there were plenty of kids who didn't think they had any interest in the story that I was about to read. And I didn't let that hinder me from reading. I didn't, I wasn't like, well, I'm not going to read aloud then because, you know, I don't want to make them feel bad or no, I just read the story. And guess what? (laughs) they're hooked. You know, they, they, they might pretend that they're not listening, but they are listening and they like, they loved the story. So Mm -hmm. it's really important. Like with your own children, just make a time, you know, like this is going to be family read aloud time. And I don't care. I don't care if you feel like, you know, you don't want to take part, just, I'm going to set out some snacks. You know, I'm going to put out some fun activities and you join the family. Mm -hmm. And if, if everybody thinks the book's a bore, we'll, we'll try something different, but you come join the family. And if it's an awesome book, they're going to enjoy it. So that's the first thing is just starting out with an amazing story. Um, and, and here's a side note too. Don't, let your kids do something with your, with their hands mm-hmm. while you're doing it a lot of time. You, you do not want to turn this into a training session. Family read a lot of time is not the time to train for church. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because at least when you're trying to make books exciting, mm-hmm. because I'm telling you, if you're going to try to make your kids sit there and fold their hands and don't move and don't talk. And, and then you're going to try to read them the story. They're going to fidget. They're going to unfold their hands. And then you're going to be like, Oh, they're not obeying. You know, it's, it, it's not going to be fun for yes. anybody. It's not fun for mom. It's not going to be fun for kids. So that would be like kind of a side note is like use this for just fun. You know, have different times where you're training your kids to sit in church, you know, practice during family devotions or your whatever, mm-hmm. whatever time you have. But read aloud when you're trying to read a really fun book and get them involved, you, you don't want to turn it into a training session. And the funny thing is sometimes it's like it seems like they're not paying attention and they really are. So I, I kind of got ahead of myself a little bit, but for unengaged kids and teens, especially sometimes you just have to remember to let the story do the work mm-hmm. because it will, it doesn't seem like they're listening. Like I said, but they are. And, and I know sometimes I, you've probably seen this with your kids. Even I know they're little, but sometimes it's chaos. You know, it's like, <laughs> 
everybody's playing with toys, throwing toys, yelling, screaming. And it's just like, okay. You know, it's funny. This just happened the other day. <laughs> and this is one where we actually had to quit because we were coming home from school after Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. So these kids are on like a major sugar high because of their Valentine's party. Right. And we're trying to listen to Ernest Shackleton. And so I let, I, I could tell they were wild when they got in the car. So I'm like, well, we won't start the story till like 15, 20 minutes down the road. So, you know, I, you know, I'm like, okay, they started settling down a little bit and we turned the story on and it was like, no, not happening. We're 30 seconds past in the, into the story. We're like, okay, I'm turning this off. Cause I can't, <laughs> I, nobody's listening, yes. you know, because everybody's just wound up. So you're, you are going to have those times, but there are times when everybody's you know, sitting at the table doing something, um, you know, coloring or um, painting or doing something with their hands and you're thinking or drawing and like my daughter will draw and I'm like how are you comprehend like when I draw I have to really yes. think about what I'm doing I'm like how are you listening to a story and 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 concentrating on what you're doing I don't know how they do it but they do yes. because the crazy thing is I'm sitting you know you'll sit there and think I don't know if she's getting anything out of this and then like three weeks later they're go they'll bring something up about the story it's hilarious so you're like, wow, they really were, were listening. listening. <laughs> yes. So this happened. This was so cute. So this happened. Um, oh, I don't know. She must have been, he was probably about six or maybe seven. And we were coming. It was dark outside. It was after church on a Sunday night, I think. And we were getting into the car. We were waiting on my husband, but Ian and I were getting in the car. And she was like, shh, mom, very quiet. This is a this is a house on the underground. So just get in there and be really quiet. Don't let anybody see you. So we had just read the book of Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. And I say just, but like, I don't know, maybe a month or two earlier. And here she is, you know, I'm like, I have no idea if she's paying attention to the story, but I thought it was interesting, you know? Yes. And here we are oh, a month later and she, she's play, replaying Harriet Tubman it was so cute and uh, and she's only like seven years old uh-huh. you know and it's like <laughs> wow they just learned so much so you know I didn't sit there harping on yes. the underground railroad and like you know this is what they did here's your history lesson for today mm-hmm. what did you learn from Harriet Tubman no it's she, she the book did the work you know and and you'll find that you'll find that with with teenagers too he's not a teenager yet obviously but the book will do its work and mm-hmm. and you just have to, as a parent, be fine with that because it will. Something will settle on their heart and speak to their heart, and they'll take that one thing away. No, they might not be able to tell you the whole story back, but something's going to speak to their heart. Mm-hmm. And and then here's a side note. I, I alluded to this earlier, but for children who are struggling to read on their own, I'm going to add this in there too because E loves stories. She she's getting better, but, but she hated reading. Like last year, she hated reading on her own. And a lot of that is because children enjoy stories. So when they have to sit there and decode, it's really, really hard for them, which is another reason why it's very important to read aloud to your kids. Because if the only interaction they have with reading is decoding Mm -hmm. and like, I hate this, of course, they're going to hate reading. So you have to give them the pleasure part of reading through reading aloud so that they can have something to look forward to when they can decode words easily. So, but as far as a child who is struggling to read on their own and you're wanting to get them to enjoy reading, it's really fun to find a book below their reading level that is really engaging. And then mom or dad reads like so you either grab a series and mom or dad reads the first book in the series Mm, and then you leave the whole entire yeah so then you leave the whole entire series sitting out so um we did this with secret of the hidden scrolls so hoopla has the first three books of secret of the hidden scrolls on audio so we actually listened to those together and then for christmas we got her the whole entire series she has consumed those books because she knew what they were about like if I just randomly gave her those books she probably wouldn't read them but she knew she likes them she knows she likes them so she's happy to read them and so you can do that with a series or you can also do that if there's a one book that is really good what you should do is what a mom can do is 
um, read the first few chapters of the book and then just leave it sitting out on like the coffee table or something. And more oftentimes than not, you'll come out to your living room or whatever and your child will have their nose stuck in that book because it was so good. So the key with getting your children to enjoy books is to find books they love. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to find something that's really enjoyable and, and they'll, they'll, they'll come around. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that really kind of leads us into the next question, which we'll spend the rest of the podcast addressing, you know, is where do you find these books that they're going to love? Where, you know, where can you find good book recommendations, but then beyond that, you know, okay, we can't just buy <laughs> endless bookshelves uh, worth yes, of books. Yeah. You know, how do you do that? And I know you've mentioned audiobook here and there, so maybe you can kind of put in to this question, where audiobooks fall in that, how you can take advantage of both. So I know that's a loaded yeah. question, but. <laughs> yes, it is. I think, um, so you mentioned audiobooks, and t- to be completely transparent, most of our reading comes from audiobooks. I do, we do read aloud one time a day at night um, before bed, but we go through books like crazy because of audiobooks. So I think I'll tell you about audiobooks first, and then I'll go into book recommendations. Mm -hmm. So I have three places in particular that I love getting audiobooks from. And like you said, we're all about free. I mean, we could spend so much money on books. It's crazy. But there's three places. So first, I check Hoopla. Hoopla is amazing. I have sung the praises of Hoopla for years because they they have such a huge selection of quality audiobooks, which is unlike any free library out there because, okay. And, and I, I emphasize quality because, you know, you can find free audiobooks on YouTube mm-hmm. and like LibriVox and stuff, but the narrators can be like really hard to listen to, <laughs> you know? So it's, I, I've just been so impressed with ev- pretty much everything on Hoopla because like for example the Green Ember books I mentioned that last time mm-hmm. the narrator is unbelievable and there's other there's other ones like that too um oh I have I have one on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it right now but there there's just they have professional narrators it's not like here's a free audiobook some random person is reading mm-hmm. it enjoy it's it's a professional narrator that is just bringing the story to life and so Hoopla has just has just really been a secret weapon for my for my own reading life mm-hmm. but also for my daughter as well you know they have all the boxcar children on there I mean they just have so many amazing books on there for free which is awesome and I, I always try to convince people to get it even like I have friends around the world that have it through their family mm-hmm. because you know like in Africa Hoopla is not available but they have family in America and so they're able to and get let me Hoopla ask you, so you have on your Instagram page in your stories you yes. have a whole highlight reel saved right on what Hoopla is yes. how to get it and all of that yes we can okay. do a whole podcast episode on Hoopla right <laughs> yes we we really could Hoopla is it's really easy you you just have to be have a library card with a library that offers Hoopla. And so like, for example, our library doesn't offer Hoopla here where I live. So I actually have one through my mom's library, library card 13 hours away. So, um, you know, if you think out, if you think outside the box, you should be able to get it pretty easily. Um, probably 85 to 90, probably 85 to 90% of the books that I share can be found on Hoopla. Um, that's where we get most of our books because they have so much and they're free. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm always talking about it. That's why I try to get people to grab it because I'm like, Hey, you can get this book for free. If you go over to Hoopla yes. and if you don't mind audiobooks, they also have eBooks too, which I've, I've, I have read some, I, I like eBooks, but I, but, but I'm not like, I'd rather read a hard copy if mm-hmm. I'm going to read something. So, um, you know, they have those too, but most of our audiobooks, they come from Hoopla. And then if if something's not available on Hoopla, then I go check Libby. I do this in a certain order because I want to get my books for free. <laughs> so my paid one is last. So if it's not on Hoopla, then I go check on Libby. Libby hardly has anything. I mean, when you're comparing to Hoopla, they don't have much. But sometimes they'll have like random um, books. They had the, at least, and, and the, Libby's a little bit different too because it's specifically what your library offers. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoopla, 
pretty much has the same thing across the board for everybody. Like you can go on Hoopla. Uh, I don't know if it's Hoopla.com or hoopladigital.com and you can actually search their catalog and it's pretty much the same across the board Libby the libraries I think choose what they want to offer so I think that's it's different so Hoopla and then Libby and if I can't find a book in either of those places then I'll go to Audible which Audible to be honest is actually my favorite it's just not free Mm -hmm. um so pretty much pretty much everything anything that you're looking for, you know, is going to be on Audible. So it's like, ah, if I can't find it on Audible, I mean, on um, Hoopla or Libby, it's going to be there. And mm-hmm. it's been very rare that I haven't found something on Audible. And and usually if it's not on Audible, it's like a book from, you know, 200 years ago that they just haven't gotten around to make a recording yes. of yet or something. So yeah, I, I go there last because ultimately I want a free book, but you know, there's perks with paying and one of them is that you get to keep your books forever, you know, on Audible. If you, for Hoopla and Libby, you know, you're, it's like a library. You're checking out the book and you get it for 21 days mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, then it returns. Whereas Audible, you know, you can be like, oh, I like this book. And then you can have it forever. So that's where you, where I personally find audiobooks, but um, wholesome book re- recommendations in general. So there's a few different places I like to go. <laughs> this is one that you could really have an entire podcast on. <laughs> number one because there's a lot of places you can but number two because there's just like this is where I just want to start talking about books like you know you need it so I mean I could go on for all day about what books you should read so I'll try to throw it a little bit 15 minute version (laughs) (laughs) okay we'll try it here so um I think it's so important to find people you trust Mm -hmm. to get book recommendations from before you just start handing books to your kids um, there's, there's so much junk out there today. It's, it's just insane how it's so great. Like it's almost, if you go to your public library, it's, it's just sad almost, you know, it's like, I came in here and I'm looking for a good book and all the old books are gone. It's like all these new books and they're usually full of just propaganda mm-hmm. and just, you know, a bunch of stuff that, that we don't want our kids reading, you know? So you, you do find your popular classics and things like that. And, but it's, it's just, if you're just going into the library without a list, it's hard to find a good book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why it's really nice to um, have, have somebody you trust recommend a book because, and I say somebody you trust because, so when I first started reading to my daughter, you know, I'd scour these book lists by different people and there are several books about reading that have book lists in the back of the books. So I mentioned the Read Aloud Family by Sarah McKenzie. So in the back of her book book is a huge list of books. Uh, Jim Trelease's Read Aloud Handbook is the same. Honey for a Child's Heart. Mm-hmm. That's actually, that one's by, um, I think it's Gladys Hunt. I think is yes. who that's by. Um, I love that book and I like her book list as well. But um, the problem is I found things on those book lists that I wouldn't let my child read. At least, or, you know, maybe it's in the, you know, eight to 10 section when I feel like it should be mm-hmm. in the 15 and up section or, yes. whatever, you know what I mean? So, so I just, I like book lists, but I still feel like you just have to be really careful because, you know, if someone doesn't have the same worldview as you, or, um, they, maybe they have a different perspective on the Bible mm-hmm. as you. And, and, and so that just makes it, it's just hard to find somebody that has the same view as you. And I feel like that's important, you know, if you're picking uh, books for your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, it's, you just have to be careful with book lists. And, and it's the same, like, even I have a book list, you know, we mentioned that in the last episode, but you know, everybody's not going to agree the same way. Now I'm, I do hope I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but I, the reason why I did write a book list is because um, I'm hoping to make the list, um, be extremely obvious of what you're going to find in the book so that a parent can come to this list and say, Oh, the giver, um, it has this, this, and this and that. Okay. Well, I'm not going to let my kid read that book, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so like, I want to come to a book list and know exactly what's in it. And so, um, that's where I feel like a lot of book lists fail where they'll be like, Oh, Hey, this is a good book. Here's what the book is about. 
but then I don't know if there's language in it mm-hmm. or I don't know if there's, you know, sex in it, you know, and I just, uh, and that's one thing, especially with um, adult fiction. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about this book. It's going to be so good. And then you start reading it. It's, it's like, yuck. I yes. wish somebody would tell. And a lot of times I'll go to like the Amazon um, reviews and mm-hmm. check their one and two star reviews. And a lot of times, especially if it's like a Christian book, a lot of times you'll, you'll find somebody that's like, oh, I can't believe this is in the book, you know? And yes. so, but, but I've found that that's not always, you know, that's not always going to be your best bet. Cause sometimes people don't re- leave a one or two star review. And mm-hmm. then you start that, that happened to me recently. I was like, Oh my goodness, I can't read this. Um, <laughs> in fact, I had posted it on Instagram and that, like I had posted what I'm reading now, you know how uh-huh. you're like, yes, be so careful doing that. And so I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm reading now. And then that night, it was like a couple hours later after I had posted it, I got to this part and I was like, whoa, I can't recommend this book. So I went back on Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, how many people saw this? Yes. And so, you know, only a couple hundred people had seen it. So I'm like, oh, take that, delete that. Whoo, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, I, I want to be very care. I, I do. I try to be really, really careful about, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm recommending, but I also recognize the fact that, you know, I might read something that someone else might not want their kid to read. And I want the parent to know, Hey, this is in the book. So here's, here's an example Mm -hmm. for us. Like we'll read a book that has words such as gosh and darn. We don't say, we don't say those words personally, but you know, you know, there might be families, um, other families that don't let their kids read books like that with those words in it. Mm -hmm. Well, I want them to know it's just, it's like, Oh, it's just gosh and darn. It doesn't matter. People say those all the time, but I want, if there's a family that's like our children do not read books with those words in them. Well, you know what? I want them to know that those words are in them. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, um, yeah, book lists are just really important, but it's just really hard to find exactly for me as a parent, exactly what I'm looking for, you know? So I'm like, ah, we'll just create our own and hopefully it'll help somebody. Um, But there's also a ton of Instagram accounts that you can follow. Uh, I know we had talked about a couple beforehand, but, um, you know, people like Sarah McKenzie, the Read Aloud Revival. There's a couple smaller ones, though, that I'm going to mention that I personally like. I wish I could just recommend everybody. But here's a couple that I um, have interacted with. We chat. We Mm -hmm. get book recommendations from each other. one I love following is my friend Sonia. She is, she's really similar to what I do. I think her account is real, really pretty. It's she, she does better, I think, but um, I like, she does a lot more Instagram posts about books. Okay. Um, so that's where we, her and I kind of defer. It's like, I don't have a lot of Instagram posts about books, but like most of her Instagram posts are about books. And so um, and she tells you exactly what's in a book and things. So I really like that about her. Her handle is this new day underscore. Um, we chat a lot and we'll get book recommendations from each other. It's funny. Cause like, she'll post something. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder where you got that recommendation from. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I'll, I'll get recommendations from her as well. And then another one is my friend, Heather. She's at the land of storybooks mm. and her, her account is different in the fact that she's not like posting all these book recommendations. But um, she has a family book club subscription box, which is really fun. Um, we've gotten a couple of them for E. We don't we don't get the we don't get the ones every month, but you can go back and purchase the old ones. So you know, like when it's time for a birthday or whatever, yes. E will be like, "Can I get one of those boxes?" And I thought, "Oh yes, we'll do that." So um, they're so cute. I love them. But you know, if you can't afford to get this the subscription box each month she always shares the book that is in the upcoming box and her um like business statement is really similar to mine as far as value like christian values and things so i know her book recommendations are going to be solid so even though you're not maybe getting hundreds and hundreds of book recommendations from her there are really good book recommendations that she's got and of course i love her little subscription box yes. idea. It's really cute. So, um, I, you know, I usually find really good titles through her too. And then there's a, a couple other places. Um, the peaceful press is like a homeschooling company mm-hmm. and they, they have an Instagram account, you know, it's a big business, but they do have an account and every post, they don't always post about books, but their book list is wonderful. And they're, 
um, on Instagram every once in a while, they'll put a post out there with a bunch of, like, here's a bunch of great read alouds or, you know, here's books on courage or, mm-hmm. you know, so that they have some really good, if you just go back and kind of scroll through their um, posts, you'll find some really great recommendations. So those are accounts on Instagram. Another one is beautiful feet books. I'm not sure if they're on Instagram. They probably are, but I know I've looked through their books on, um, the, on their website as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's another one to get good recs from. Um, and then another one that I do like, I just, I know people freak sometimes freak out about, but, um, is the good and the beautiful, but I found the book list to be really solid. So I do, you know, I do like her book list as well. Mm -hmm. So we said, um, people you trust Instagram accounts, you trust this last one though, is extremely important. And this is where I get really excited. (laughs) for parents because so it's this it gets overlooked a lot but it's so important for parents to learn authors and learn series sometimes series are by the same authors and sometimes they're by different authors but if a parent learns an author and 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 really the author becomes a trusted person really you know so it's like um wow we've read a few books by this author and he's excellent. So these books should probably be fine. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and it's the same thing with series like, um, you know, Oh man, we read the first three books of the secret of the hidden scrolls. These books are going to be awesome. You know? So it, learning authors is huge to be able to picking, to be able to pick books out mm-hmm. for your children. So, and I, I a lot, some parents are like, I don't have time to read every book before I give it to my child, which, you know, part of, part of me is like, that's what I'm here for. I'm doing it for you. But another part of me is like, well, this is how you do that. You learn about authors, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very rare that, that you come run across an author where they'll have like a book that's really bad and all the other books are good. So I'm not saying it never happens, but I've never run into it myself. So, um, but so here's a perfect example. So the boxcar children typically with e i don't just hand her books without reading Mm -hmm. them first because i'm i'm reading them with her um partly to review but mostly because i like the book i don't want to miss out on the story so if you're a parent that doesn't want to miss out on the story you know read the book with your kid it's Mm -hmm. a wonderful way to proofread and vet um without wasting a bunch of time so i mean that's that's how we are able to even put a book list together and read 10 books a month because I don't read everything beforehand and then give it to E, you know, we're reading everything together, every, everything as in children's books. (laughs) She's not reading my books with me, but, but, um, yeah, so we're reading everything together. And that's, that's another little hint. Like as a parent, if you, if you do want to read everything before your child and you don't have the time, read with your child or listen with your child. Um, but what I was starting to say about the boxcar children, you know, the boxcar children books are really cute, but I'm not like super duper interested in them, but I know up to book 19 are going to be fine. And I say up to book 19 because books one through 19 are by the original author. And then the other books after that are, they become more modern and mm-hmm. they're not, they're not, they're by different authors. So, um, you know, so, um, I know that books one through 19, I can hand over to her without having to read them first or read them with her. So if she's like, mom, can I read, you know, can I read something by myself? And, you know, we've gone through all these books and she's ready to start something new. I'm fine with handing her a boxcar children because I, the author is someone I trust, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's the same thing with SD Smith. So anyways, I'm going to start just going through, I have a, <laughs> I, this is where I get real excited t- talking about books. So I'm going to get back to SD Smith in a minute, but um, so here's a few authors that I personally love. And I know, I know people fall differently, like with fantasy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I'm just including everything and I'll let you know if they have fantasy books, you know, or magic or whatever. So C.S. Lewis is a given, like mm-hmm. he is a world famous author for a reason. And so his books are wonderful children's books. And we're, we're going through Chronicles of Narnia right now. So the children's books are wonderful. The adult books are wonderful. He's, he's just an excellent author. So usually I know I'm like, well, one of his books is going to be fine. You Mm -hmm. know, um, his books are of course fantasy and he 
he does, I think he has some science fiction ones too, actually. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, love George McDonald. Have you read George McDonald at all? I have not. Oh, you ha- I think he's like real similar time period as C.S. Lewis. Yes. He also does fantasy. He's the one who wrote The Princess and the Goblin mm-hmm. and okay. The Princess and Gert. Those books, I feel like every child should read those books at least once in their <laughs> lifetime. They're so I good. think you might have said that somewhere because it's on my Amazon list. <laughs> yes. Those books are so good. There's there's one part in one of those books where the um the little boy he in his mind he's like thinking that he wants to keep something from his parents and he's like you know he gets home and he's like I know I know I shouldn't keep something from I shouldn't I should tell my parents about this because little children should not keep things from their parents you know so it's got like little lessons like that sprinkled throughout and I oh they're just so so good um so he wrote so he wrote those books and he has written other fairy tales. He wrote one called uh, the light princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you say the light princess, it's hilarious. It's like about this princess that floats and that's a fairy tale too, but it's so cute. It's a really uh-huh. cute story. So he's got some cute fairy tales. So he also is a fantasy writer. So, you know, if parents might want to know that Francis Hodgson Burnett is another wonderful author. I love her stuff. She wrote the secret garden. And The Little Princess, that's the very first read aloud I ever read to E. So The Little Princess, that will that will always have a special place in my heart. To be honest, the reason I picked that one is because she was struggling with, um, you know, just selfish and, and all that, you know, kids do. Yes. And so I'm like, we're reading this book. <laughs> and that's, you know, now it's like so special because I'm like, yes. oh, you know, but um. One of my personal favorites of hers that I, I don't hear people talking about a lot is Little Lord Fauntleroy. Mm. That book is so good. The main character is a seven-year-old boy. So it's good. You know, I listen to it with E. Um, but, you know, if you're specifically looking for, you know, books with male characters, you know, uh-huh. that's a really, really good one. So, yeah, I like her. E. Nesbitt is another one. She writes wonderful stories about siblings and family. So like the siblings are sweet and they're, they're just, they're really good stories. Some of hers are, a couple of them are fantasy. So she wrote the five children and it series. I think there's three books in that series. Those are all, like I said, they're fantasy. So there's like magic and stuff in them. Um, and then one that we absolutely love is the railway children. Have you read that one? I haven't, but it's on my shelf to get to. <laughs> <laughs> you have all these, but I know there's just too many good books. I know, I know. So, that one is a wonder. It's not fantasy or anything. That is just the sweetest story. And if you're looking for a good movie too, that's a good movie as well. I think I think it's on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's where we watched it. Uh, so yes, so Railway Children is so good. And then I mentioned S.D. Smith. So he's a contemporary author, which means he's living now. Um, and he's currently writing books, which is so fun because you can watch him and he'll be like, okay, a book, a new book's coming out. So his books, I, I said this in the last episode, I'm pretty sure, I think, that his books are some of my favorite books of all time, of children's books. They're so good. And um, he, I think he just published his 10th one in February. So he just came out with his 10th one. And so he's currently writing these series and they're, and they're all just, they're all so good. And, um, you know, he gets criticized for his books being dangerous. You know, there's a lot of battle and there's a lot of death and blood. And I wouldn't say they're like gory or anything, but it is very dangerous. The the main characters are always in, da- in danger and, you know, your heart's like pounding, like, oh, what's going to happen? Um, and he actually just recently addressed this on his Instagram account and in his newsletter about why his books are dangerous. And so, you know, if you're a parent that's like, oh, I don't know if I want to let my kids read this, I would highly recommend going to check out that post and see his, one of the things he mentions is that his books just offer so much hope. You know, we live in a dangerous world where we have to be brave and, um, you know, we've, we have to learn how to stand up for truth and, and his books go through those hardships but they also offer so much hope of the mended wood. Yes. And uh, you'll have to read those books to find out about the mended wood. But, you know, as an adult listening to his stories, I, the mended, you know, I was reading through the book of um, Deuteronomy recently while we were reading through these books again for the second time. 
and you know the children of Israel are just looking so forward to that promised land and here we are looking so forward to heaven and I feel like his books are just such a good picture of that hope that we have in you know life after death and you know if and even here on this earth you know the sun always is going to shine again you know we have we have our seasons of night but morning's coming, you know, so just that hope. And, and I just, I love his books for that. And I told you in the last episode, his books make, especially the last one, oh, there's just so much heroism <laughs> and it just does something to your heart yes. and it, they make me cry. I'm crying over rabbits, but they're so good. <laughs> so, and then of course there's Jeff and Janet Bench. They are widely popular for their Christian heroes then and now series. Oh, yes. It's, Yes. If you need a series and also they're heroes of history. Mm-hmm. So both of their, those series, if you've got an avid reader, I mean, those books will keep them busy forever. They're all, I shouldn't say all, but most of them are on Hoopla. Like I think there's like 33 of the Christian heroes then and now on Hoopla. There's a ton of the heroes of history on there. Um, there, if you want to just hand books over to your kids without reading them first, those are the ones to do. Cause mm-hmm. you know, there's so many of them and there's no problem with them at all. So they're very good. And also, you know, they're, they're accurate. They turn them into, I would call them more like fictionalized biographies. So they're, they are true biographies, mm-hmm. but they turn it into a story to make it interesting for kids. Yes. So that's really fun. And then along the same lines, there's the trailblazer series. Those are also on Hoopla um, for free. So those are great. And then of course, you know, the list goes on. There's the Little House on the Prairie series. There's the (laughs) Elsie Dinsmore series. So this, I could just go on and on, but hopefully that will at least get some parents started on some trustworthy, wholesome books because that, that's what's important. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so much junk and we could get overwhelmed by how much junk out is out there, but it's like, you know what? Don't focus on the junk, focus on the, when you start searching, it's just unbelievable. The amount of awesome, wholesome, biblical truth and value books. They are, they might not be Christian books, but they're books filled with, you know, biblical values, character building truths, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we wrap up this episode, why don't you share again, where people can find you? Because Though you've given some great places to start, really springboarding into your social media accounts and especially into your website as you put more and more there, that's a current place to keep up with. Okay, we've read all the ones on this podcast list. So where do we go from here? So where can people find you? Yes. Yes. So the good thing about us is as long as the Lord allows me to live, we're still reading. <laughs> so we're, we we get through about... um probably about eight to 10 books every month. And then, so those books that we're reading are going to go onto my book list on my website. Now I'm not putting them on, like I'm sending out emails with the ones that we're reading, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to, I'm going to save the, make, make the buildup of excitement and save all these books and then launch another book list next year with okay. all these books. So there's always new books. So if you're following me on Instagram, which is at altogetherlovely.co, there's always new recommendations, you know, throughout the month. Like you mentioned last time, I post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'm, I usually post what I'm currently reading, what we finished, you know, so there's always new recommendations there. Um, but my book list on my website, which is altogetherlovelycollective.com, there um, I've got, okay, so there's, I'm writing posts, actual blog posts about books. So you can go search again, this website just launched and I'm trying to transfer everything over from my old website and my Instagram account. So there's not tons there yet, but hopefully there will be. Um, but like right now there's some stuff for, for toddlers. So, you know, if you're interested in reading to your toddlers or, um, getting started with audiobooks with toddlers, there's really good information there. Um, I think I've got introducing manners to your children. I think I got books there, um, for that. Anyways, so you can find lots of book lists, like random book lists Mm -hmm. on my blog, which you can find on my website, but also on the website, like I mentioned, is the book list. And so the book list that's there right now are all the books that we reread last year for the teens and adults. I mentioned last time the children's one is a little bit smaller because I just didn't have enough time to get everything on there, but 
that's what you're going to find right now. And there's a good, I mean, I think for the adults and teens book list, I think there's over 50 books. So that oh, should yes. give people a head start yeah. for sure. Hopefully. Um, and, and that's nice too, for like new followers, those books will be new to them. Yes. If you've been following me for two years, you've probably heard me mention saving my assassin a million times because that book is so good. Um, but yes, so the book list is there. Um, the book list I'll be long. The plan is to launch a book list every uh, year, a new one. Okay. So I'll be adding basically to that. So, yeah. you know, I would love to have a book list that had a thousand books on it, but I can't read that fast in a year. So (laughs) (laughs) we're just going to slowly, but surely add to that. So that's always there. Um, What am I missing here? The newsletter. I mentioned that in the last one, you can sign up for that. The newsletter is special. Um, Basically all our news from one month is going to just be sent to your inbox. All links and everything are all going to be in one place right in your inbox. And I like this because you can reply to me too. And it's so fun. And then last but not least, I mentioned this on my, um, when I was talking through like goals and things at the beginning of the year, I I did mention that I was planning to start a podcast and that's still in the works. The funny thing is, okay, so we were going to start this in a a podcast. I wanted to start like in February or March, but when we get got started, we were like, okay, we need a place to put the podcast and my current web, the website that I had currently like, wasn't going to work. So we were like, well, let's just start over. (laughs) So we started, so the podcast got pushed back because instead of doing the podcast, we redid my whole entire website. We launched the book list. So we did a lot of things in January that we weren't planning on doing. (laughs) So, so now the podcast has kind of gotten pushed back. Um, I I can't give you an exact start date because, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people know that we're in the RV and stuff right now too. So, um, we're looking for a house. So there's a possibility that we're going to be moving. And I, so I just can't say, yes, we're going to do this on April 1st. You know, I, I want to do it sooner than later, but at the same time, I I don't want to be like, yes, I'm doing a podcast and then fail to show up to the podcast or whatever. But whether it's like close future or maybe a little bit distant future, more exciting things are coming. Yes. And it's (laughs) under the same name. So, you know, if you're like, Hey, I wonder if that girl ever made a podcast, you know, just look up all together lovely. And And I'm sure I will share it all over my social media (laughs) because I can't wait to listen to it. Yes. I'm really excited. And and even doing this with you, I'm like, Oh yay! I'm so excited. This is so fun. (laughs) But you know, I have to be realistic here and be like, okay, yes, that needs to wait a little bit. It's on the back burner for right now. Hey, I perfectly understand. Well, I will Mm -hmm. link everywhere. People can find you, your website and your social media in the show notes. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me really for both of these episodes. I have learned so much. And it's like, I cannot wait to get out to my littles and grab a book and go read to them. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. It's so fun. And it's been so fun. It's been such a privilege. I, and, and honestly, we kind of learned this as we were doing it, but sometimes books and me can get a little long winded. So, (laughs) Hey, it does it to me as well. So (laughs) awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Thank you. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.